All right, this is John. And this is Sean. And this is Movie Night with Sean and John. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Era, era. I want to get I want to get like a little DJ thing like What's that, from? <laughs> that that reminds me of like Trailer Park Boys. Is that like Oh like, yeah, J-Rock. J-Rock. Era, yeah, era. Yeah. God, such a fucking amazing show. Uh Movie Night, we are back. This is John and this is Sean. This is Movie Night with John and Sean. We're back Ooh. to review uh TI West's second film. Second film of the year. What a that's that's a pretty amazing feat already. Just like right. knocking out two full-length theater release films back to back yeah and um mia goth returns in this one if you've seen x uh this is the second entry into that uh that set of films i guess is what it sounds like but she returns plays pearl um man i i did enjoy this movie just kind of my hot take um how do you how do you feel after uh seeing this and having seen um, X. And I want to talk maybe a little bit about that as well. Well, I already knew like the, the bar was going to be pretty high just because X is like one of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah. Uh, it just felt so like original, but also like comfortable in some ways because it is a throwback to kind of like the classic slasher films. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie. When the trailer first came out for Pearl, I was like, man, they're pushing it. You know, they might not be able to pull pull that off twice um i didn't want to get my hopes up because sequels and like specifically horror sequels are like they don't have the best track record you know for being like right anything of don't uh, we know yeah. <laughs> don't we know so, <laughs> but um no i was I, I actually did like this movie a lot there's a lot to like about it it's uh it's well acted the story is is pretty captivating and it's it's different than a lot of horror movies. Almost almost like every horror movie, really. Yeah, he's doing something unique with these movies for sure. The commentary on age is definitely still there. Yeah, um, And present throughout the film, like death and... Um, One, like getting out and living your life, like that's kind of a, a common thread with X, too, right. is like... Uh, there's something that is there something more than this, or right? You, than and, your circumstances. And she has a lot, a really great line in X, uh, like "I will not accept a life I do not deserve," or <laughs> right? Something right, like right, that. Right. And there's a little callback to that in this movie too. Um, but I feel like that thread is still there. It's like uh, I don't know. I feel like that is a good message to put out there. You know, you shouldn't be complacent and comfortable with just societal expectations and what your right. family wants and whatever. Like you only got one life, you you know you need to go out and live it. Right. But um, yeah. This is, I don't know. The this is kind of approached in a different angle than X was. Um, yeah. I it's, think it's funny because even having seen the uh, the first film, it, it I didn't really know what to expect with this, and right. it kind of surprised me a few times. Um, the, it felt slightly more deliberate, or maybe just. More fo- more dialogue focused uh, at times than the first film, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but I did really enjoy this. I feel like Mia Goth was fucking just held this movie together. Yeah, she she definitely makes this movie. The cast was strong. Um, the people playing opposite her, her pa- parents were yeah. just kind of like 
smothering and you really get the 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 walls are kind of closing in on this young woman because she's just so kind of firmly committed to the this very small farm lifestyle her right. her her dad's sick and this is so kind of setting this whole thing up this is um 1918 like during the, World War 1 and X was uh, 1979, I think, 78, 78, one of those. So this is, you know, telling the story of Pearl, that older woman from the, uh, from X and, and, and at this time in 1918, where there's a lot of parallels to like our life today, you know, it's like yeah. in the midst of this pandemic, there's sickness, like there's this idea that you, you have to be safe with everything you do and you kind of have to be really measured in your approach with life. And she's right. just this young woman who's kind of feeling strangled by these circumstances. Her dad is really sick with whatever um, plague that or kind of uh, pandemic was happening at that time. Yeah, he's basically like a vegetable like, right. under like Requires constant care, care yeah. between then- her and her mother. And they, they seem like they're first-generation immigrants, and, and that brings some expectations. Yeah, they're, they're German immigrants during World War One, so right. they're already, like, trying to stay out of the out of the light a little bit and right. keep to themselves. So they already are in this very secluded, like, farm life, like you said. Right. Uh, and then there's kind of all these other elements. And uh, Pearl, the titular character, she has dreams and aspirations of wanting to be a Hollywood... <laughs> star a dancer she's born to be a star right and uh and and those are the things i really liked about the movie like having a character that you connect with even though she's not like the hero at all you know she's what she's doing is like you know vile murderous things and she is like way you know off the rails but there is something endearing about like well, I, I understand that. I was a kid at one time. I wanted to get out of my parents' house. I wanted mm-hmm. to move to the city and get, you know, I wanted to start my own life and not have to right. answer to anyone. And, like, those are the things that draw you in with the with the character and with the story, for sure. Yeah. I I love that bit about, um, yeah, there's, there it, we do have this sense of, that we are endeared to her despite how fucking insane she might be because she's just feeling so kind of confined in, right. by her everyday life and i feel like that's definitely something that everyone can identify with at some point or another yeah absolutely uh and life gets fucking heavy man and her circumstances are terrible yeah and she's it's just married like, to a soldier that's off in world war fighting world war one and she has to live with their parents and god and the last she heard from the husband he's fucking in the trenches and he's saying the gas has exposed him to all manner of like terrors that he didn't even know existed and right that's like the good news is that he's still alive, but he, she's hearing about this terrible reality with him, and then at home, fucking, she's changing her old man, and fucking her mom has all these oh. expectations, just constant expectations, like, do this, don't do that. She used, like, eight cents of their money to go to a film, and she's like, where'd this eight cents go? Like, go enjoy your food, like, tomorrow morning, or go sleep in the barn, like, it's, like, cold. She's like, it's cold, mama. She's like, get out of here, like, learn. you need to learn to, you can like... have the rest of the soup tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you fucked everything up with the, uh, you know, you can't spend money frivolously in this time. You need to be careful. You're like mm-hmm. going out and being, you know, 
because at this time it's it's a lot like covid where you're really not supposed to be doing the social thing like probably sitting right. in a confined theater is like not advised or whatever so uh and it's wartime you know so like all the men are out fighting the war and right. like you know which did happen you know a lot of that's right. that's when a lot of women like joined the workforce and the u.s at least you know in factories and things like that so it's uh, the Spanish flu in 1918. Is that I right? I think so. It's one I of those. I, I'm pretty right. sure it is. But I, yeah, I did think it was interesting. The callbacks to that. Um, I, it's it's very deliberate. You know, there's there's a definite reason. You know why he put that. Just because it's so relevant right now. 1918. Um, yeah, Spanish flu. But I did think. Yeah, I, I guess the point of putting that was just like here was like the country a hundred years ago when there was a pandemic versus. You know, we all know what it is now, and completely it, divided, and right, right. Well, and I think that, um, yeah, I was curious about that. I thought a lot about that. Like, what is he trying to say with some of this? Is it just a connection to make? Is and in the fact that she obviously is uh, growing up in this time. They were talking about World War One in the first film, but uh, the pandemic stuff. Kind of like, what's the commentary there with her mother saying, like, I don't know. You know what I I, I yeah. think there's something there. I think that this movie has a lot to say actually. Like oh, yeah. much more than maybe the immediate narrative puts forward, you know. Because ultimately Mia Goth uh she's kind of really pulling at the heartstrings in the end despite all of her fucking craziness, you know. She really does pull pull you know hard on the um like I just want to be loved and like I'm just feeling so boxed in and like I don't feel right. I feel like I'm missing something and like yeah. You know, I was like, man, some There's of that something wrong is, with me. I'm not like normal right. people. I can't be content with this life. Like right. I, I was I was born to do more, see more, whatever. Yeah, the idea that like you feel that you're unique, but mm-hmm. like that it's not recognized by other people, that's pretty profound, you know. Yeah. And then you know this this dream of hers that she's going to be the, uh, this beautiful dancer and she belongs up on the screen. Like, there's this sequence in there where you know she's being judged, and it's not even that she's bad. It's just like he's like, yeah, we, we're looking for that X factor, which yeah. is funny and it's re- relative to the first film as well. But it was like he's basically saying like, look, we need someone younger, blonder. Like, you get it? <laughs> he's like, we just want someone who's like slightly, you know, you're great. But like we want something slightly different. Yeah, it's like she, oh, you know that I I I feel that you know. Um, I thought a lot of that was pretty profound, and um, it was kind of like a, it it was still horror, but that part of the movie was almost like more, I don't know, dramatic. It really it really did. That was maybe the best scene in the movie. You know. Yeah, there. I think there's a lot of um, parallels, like you said earlier. Uh, to Wizard of Oz with the color palette, with the mm. time that it's set in. Um, I think a lot of that is deliberate. For me, it seemed like he was going for this like golden era of like almost like an innocence, you know, mm. uh, extreme innocence, really. You know, these people lived with their parents until they got married. They knew this very small, secluded life, right? And just the dream of like, I want to be a star in Hollywood and be a dancer. I want to be like the pretty girls in the pictures. And it just seemed like so uh, quaint. such a, yeah, such a attainable goal. Even then, mm. you know, you think about now, it's like, if you want to be famous, you have to have like a million plus followers on Instagram before you could get like a record deal or something, you know, there's right. like all these like steps to being mm. famous now. And it seems like 
back then you could just stumble you in. You might a, be discovered. Yeah, you could stumble in a in a uh try out for a dancer and you could just make it and just right, right. live the dreams, you know, li- live your dream among the stars and there right. there was something like really uh you know, really lovable about that. Very classic Hollywood, like yeah, you said. yeah. And I think that was his intent. Um, that's funny, that man. I feel of... like that's a, a theme that's like coming up um, with movies like Mank or like even Jordan, yeah. Pe- Jordan Peele's last movie. I feel like is a lot about like Hollywood. cinema at a certain time. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Well, there's all this like fondness for these um, previous times and kind of celebrity. Well, or and fame I think culture. that's kind of where we are, where we are, you know, as a society too, because you're looking at a movie like this that like kind of glamorizes like the early Hollywood, even just like the, the moving pictures of girls dancing. And they were like 10 minute long films. You know, these are like not full length movies like we know now. They're just like these little snippets that were in theaters. Right. And, uh, Back then, that was like the ultimate goal to just like get in a movie, and now we're at the the point in cinema where it's like less things are even going to theater. Everything's just straight to streaming, straight at home. Right. Uh, there's a movie that's coming out, or maybe it's out now. The Invitation. I it was offered on Amazon Prime before it was even in the theater, and I'm like, well, yeah. I could pay twenty bucks and watch it right now at home, but I don't want to. You know, right. I want to go to the theater and see it, but. They're like pushing streaming more than the theater now, right? And I feel so like that's this... that is kind of the reason why we're seeing this resurgence and uh, like the glory days of Hollywood, or even I... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The other, you know, a few years back, that's like this love letter to like mm-hmm. that era of uh, cinema and Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. I think you're right. I think Ti West um, clearly has a fondness for. But not just fondness. Like it seems like he's studied some great horror films. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he he he's done his homework, man. I think this was another strong movie. Um, it's hard to say. You know, I've I've seen X two times, and I just love it. I feel like it might be the stronger of the two movies, maybe. But I, I did, I, would agree I with did, that. I did uh, enjoy this. That's not to say it wasn't good or um, it kind of defied my expectations. Even um, man, there's there's a lot to, to like here. I, I want to talk a little bit about the cast. We talked a little bit about Mia Goth, but just amazing kind of presence on, in this movie. I thought her opposite, her kind of like love interest while Howard is away. Uh, this <laughs> uh, the projectionist uh, David Krenzwit. Um, he did a great job. Yeah, I he thought did. that their relationship kind of pulled me in as well, and it didn't seem like a phony, like uh, SNL period. Uh, uh, you know, when there's skits set in like a different time period, we're like, "Well, why don't you come down to the theater see?" And <laughs> yeah. they have the the pants pulled up to the, like their titties. You know, like yeah, yeah it wasn't yeah. like that. Like it did seem like you know they. Where tri- are you going, sweetheart? Yeah, yeah. It's it like- seemed like they 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 were treating the subject matter a little bit more seriously. Like they really uh, focused a lot on costume and set design in this uh, as well, which X did a, a great job with that too. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it. It seemed believable. It seemed reasonable to me. You know, like that relationship seemed natural. And again, what a an excellent way to approach this movie in terms of budget. I was just looking this up. Million dollar movie. Wow. It's already made $3 million, so it's tripled its wow. fucking spend. And it's only been out for like a week, so that's great. Um, go see this one in the theater. But, uh, man, you can make a movie for 
in the scale of filmmaking, next to nothing. I loved how they used the resources. Um, I think that it's funny that the movie seems is kind of so quaint. It fits so perfectly with this particular subject, like this kind of, you know, feeling isolated and very alone in your small surroundings. They only need this farmhouse mm -hmm. and the barn, really. A couple animals. Yeah. The actors. Um, a but couple I, of old cars just I love for the that. background. And that's yeah. that's like for the details, like the wardrobe. You were even talking about they do an excellent job with the wardrobe and the color correction really does bring to mind classic like uh, Wizard of Oz and just very specifically that for me, it just felt so kind of like when the film changes from black and white to color and you get this explosion of color, like the, yeah. the blues are so blue and the reds are so red. Um, I'm uh, impressed, man. I'm impressed that they were able to do so much with the budget and, and have it uh, kind of come across so strong. I was wondering too if like some of that color palette is exaggerated a little bit too because we saw X first and that one's set in 79 so this would be like a almost like a memory of her past or like a dream or kind of mm. like you know I think I think it's intentional I think it's supposed to to look like that like how you almost know she's like a fairy tale yeah 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 very much so um even though it's this like horrible horrible violent story yeah, yeah. <laughs> but man uh yeah, one... that's pretty unique too I think yeah, yeah. One million dollar budget. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Um, yeah, I'm man, impressed. To me, Mia Goth really uh, made this whole movie. Her performances are amazing. And she's got like a five minute long uncut monologue that's all one shot. And just her, her expressions uh, throughout the monologue, she starts crying at part of it. And it just looks so natural and so real. It was... It, kind of blew me away it was like that this one sequence towards the end of the movie like really like made uh it like made the movie her her performance was was amazing yeah that's that scene i was just mentioning a moment ago i feel like we both brought that up as soon as we started talking about the movie it was like man that that monologue was pretty um impressive and, oh yeah you know we i was sending i sent you this little article apparently the goat martin scorsese has <laughs> has seen uh pearl and had some kind things to say. He was like genuinely disturbed by this movie. What did he say? He gave him nightmares or Yeah, he just said it was like he was like, you know, pulled in kind of by the color initially and then like it became to be really disturbing and then like he was got to the point where he was like, Man, I couldn't sleep afterward because I was like thinking about it, you know. Yeah. Which is high praise from fucking a guy who, you know, everyone knows that Scorsese's like the ultimate film head, you know. Yeah. So for him to even think he, anything he, of your movie when he's literally probably seeing everything is fucking I except mean, for those uh, superhero movies. <laughs> you know, he didn't care for those too much. I don't know if he saw Thor: <laughs> uh, Love and Thunder, but <laughs> so it just got announced. Uh... I was looking for the mother, man, because she was fucking good too. Yeah, so. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what her the name. The mother was. and father. I just wanted to say, fucking uh, the dad with just the body, just his presence on screen. Like, yeah, you know, he's kind of like you know, completely bedridden and he's like dro drooling all over himself and just kind of like, just his presence on screen was like pretty like uncomfortable and it really set up that that kind of like horror element of, and, and the other film does such a good job of this too, is like being, is getting scared of like getting older, you know? Yeah, like, well that's, fuck. that is kind so of waiting the, for all of us, you know? Yeah, that's, that's the real horror aspect of X is that like, 
one day you are going to be old and you are going to be irrelevant and you're going to be disgusting looking and you're still going to have these like same human urges and like you know you're going to want to still be a person and do things and you're just going to be like <laughs> you know counting your days until you're done and in this movie that i i think they did a good job with that dad character too because it kind of uh, mirrored that in a way, but it's like her looking at this decrepit old man that's a, a vegetable, you know, in a wheelchair right. that they have to sponge, mm. sponge bath and stuff, and change his like diapers oh, and God. things like that. And you, and you know, and uh, that it is unfair. You know, there's a lot of even like in the medical field, there's a lot of uh, back and forth as to like where where does the doctor step in and say like, hey, this is like an inhumane like living condition and where does the family right. have to like basically Decide. care yeah be 24 hour care for you know people like that but it, it, it that's the horror of the movie is is like those things that's yeah. that's like a very very real uh and thing. The, it yeah, could and, happen uh, yeah i'm 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 i love all that all those elements in the movie and the horror of kind of just being like mediocre yeah just like unknown, yeah. Just like God, is there anything out there for me beyond these fuck this fucking farm? <laughs> it's and a little like, too, that's a little too real for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I it's mean, pretty about, profound. About once a week, I have that kind of <laughs> I, yeah. existential crisis. Right. I'm like, am I? Am what I gonna, do I, am I gonna make it, out of make it, it out of this? Am I gonna, and we won't. None of us will. Yeah. But it's like, does any of it even matter? That's the oh god, the scariest thing of all. And it really is rooting these two movies. It's pretty profound. I think. You know, it's hard to make a sequel. Yeah, it, and definitely. a he did a good, uh, a great job. Um, I don't know that I would go as far as um, I did on Pearl in terms of the the eventual ranking or whatever or the score. Um, but man, I really did enjoy this movie. I highly recommend it. I I also highly recommend it, and I want to just say that. Most okay, so most like sequels, especially in the horror realm, most sequels are just the same movie made again. Jason goes to another camp and kills some more people, the same as the first time, and the second right. time, and the third time, and the fourth. You know, uh, there's Halloween, what, 12 or 13, whatever is about to come out. What is it? Halloween ends or Halloween Halloween kills? ends. Is it really? Until it begins again. Right. You know, like it just, we've seen this the shit gall. so many times. There's the a new, there's a new that, uh, Hellraiser movie that's about to come out. Right. There's like nine of those movies. We've already seen, we know everything we need to know about these properties. There's nothing more <laughs> you can say about them. Um, that's always my big gripe with horror sequels. This one... Basically, you know, took a lot of the elements of the of X and uh, explained them. You know, kind of dove into to a lot of it. But it, right. I, I love that it did it with a totally different color palette and a different era. Mm. We have one, I guess, two characters that are from the original. But Howard is off at war the whole time. He's barely in the movie. They talk about him, right? But it's mostly just a dive into this one character. And I love that they didn't do like the Star Wars pandering of like, remember R two D two? He's there. He is in one scene. Remember C three PO? There, right. you know. They didn't have to like call everything back. Like mm. they did just here's a here's this person's life. Here's how they ended up here. Yeah, and I've really almost never seen that. And it is kind of a standalone 
it is a uh, its own thing. You yeah, know? yeah. Despite being a prequel. just like X too, like X, yeah. you could totally separate from this and watch it as its own movie. This you could watch separate from X, and it wouldn't take away anything from. It's a well, rare feat. I'm yeah. impressed. And I, I'm trying to think of another like uh, time that that's been done in like a, a franchise. I don't. I, I can't think of. Maybe it has. I, I just can't think of it right now. Right. I um. One of the things I really enjoyed in in this movie was the score. Like even from the opening sequence, I was really impressed with the, like the way that that beautiful music and that kind of um, title sequence, the way it was kind of showing us the farm and stuff like that, mm-hmm. kind of opening the the scene. It really pulled me in, and then the music kind of stayed a factor, you know, in the movie. Yeah. Um, and then even with her song and dance routine and stuff like that, and kind of the I, I love that the element of music in that kind of Hollywood capacity, and it felt very similar to that, you know. Yeah. Um, it kind of pulls you right into that world. But that was a note that I made. I was like, man, I really like the the score in this and how they treated the music for the film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I, I love that aspect too. Even just when she's at her audition and they're playing like the <laughs> ragtime like kind of piano yeah, stuff, yeah. it's just perfect. Her whole fucking performance in that sequence, too, when she's auditioning, and then just, they're like, you know, it's not going to work out, and she just has, like, a complete mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. It's just... um, You can feel, like, the devastation and anguish on, like, this person's soul, and it feels so real. It's like... Her, Man, she was fucking good. Her dude. like like uh, crying and kind of like spit almost like just like howling. Yeah. Just like <laughs> he's like <laughs> fucking really crying. But yeah, I mean, her delivery is perfect. And then up until the very end, you know, um, the last shot of the movie that they kind of hold mm-hmm. with the credits running uh, was amazing. It's just mm. like. T- Two or three minutes of like one held shot. I've She's never, like I've smiling, never... almost crying, almost like yeah. But you get like so much depth Man. to that character out of just a still shot of her. Well, it's not a still shot, but like one, you know, uh... extended cut of her, of, of of her face. Right, right. Man, no, no words, nothing else, and you get everything you need to know about this character. She's been she's been pushed to the brink of like what she can handle, and she's just totally you know, collapse that that's she's, she's done, you know? Yeah. I think to, to celebrate this movie is to definitely, you know, her her performance is like far and away the most, um, I mean, that's like the story of the movie to me. Like I, I would definitely see it again. Um, her performance was fucking amazing. It really was like that whole sequence we were talking about before with the monologue. Can't say enough that that was like, after you know seeing it and just thinking about it since, I'm like, man, that was probably like the best part of the movie. You know, do you? Think- I liked all the um, the violent sequences as well, or like the horror elements. You know, yeah. But her her kind of um, even some of the conversations with her mother, just kind of about how hard her their lives were. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so interesting. It was kind of like this psychological study of one character from the first movie, and it really does break down this breakdown that she has where she kind of devolves into like a murderess. Yeah. How does one become so depraved? And it's really showing us that, uh, it's really just feeling like isolated, super lonely and fucking like unnoticed by other people. You know, she just felt like fucking, uh, I thought that was fucking. Yeah. yeah. And really, I mean, that's the only like 
echo from the original one, you know, uh, in the in X, when Pearl, when Maxine's in the house and she gives her the lemonade, and she's like, "I used to be pretty like you," <laughs> and uh, she's like, uh, calling. I think she calls her a whore or something, yeah. and. But it's just like she's like jealous of her like youth and like of her beauty. Like she yeah. wants to be young and she wants to like throw inhibition to the wind and just go out. And, and she and sees live. herself in that in that young woman. Yeah, know? yeah. And she, I think she says it like, "There's like you're special. There's something special <laughs> about you." But um, these go together really well too because I did watch X after. Um, it's hard. It's, I wanted to do that. It's hard for me to like be too critical on this movie because I really did like it, but X to me was so strong that um, I would have to like give this a little bit lesser rating. I agree with that. X was just too, like to me it's it's one of my favorite movies of the year. Like it's in my top five probably. It's up there for sure. Yeah. Um, both very strong. I would say see X first. Yeah. Yeah, and then and and come to this with a little bit of an open mind because despite being a part of the same kind of series, it is it is unique. Um, it has a very deliberate approach. There's yeah. there's elements of horror that are very similar in both movies, like the ultraviolence of the murders and kind of like that whole horrific element was very kind of similar, or and even similarly paced in some ways. But I feel like this movie was more writing driven maybe or or performance driven yeah by uh mia goth and fuck she wrote this movie too or co-wrote it with ti west yeah produced it fucking co-produced i mean it's amazing just absolutely fucking held this movie together crushed her fucking performance is amazing do you think her performance is worthy of a of a nomination man you know this is something that i would think would never happen yeah but it but i think of all the performances I've seen this year, that was one of the strongest so far. Yeah, and that's... That's up there for me, for sure. I've heard people kind of uh, saying it, too, so it's not, you know, my uh, original idea there, but I, I have heard some people saying, like, oh, it'd be cool if she did get nominated. Horror movies almost... Just ne- almost never happens. I think the only time it's ever happened is with Anthony Hopkins. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, but even... Um, Man, even for like Hereditary, right. uh, there wasn't any nomination for Tony Collette. Um, for this movie, I'm sure it's going to get overlooked, but I do think it's funny. Like, this girl is give Mia Goth is giving the performance of her career right now. So far, yeah. I, I mean, mean, just the, the, these, these extended monologues where she goes from smiling to laughing to crying and she's you know just tears running down her face and it's just single like, oh my shot God. one like, real performance yeah uh it, it this is amazing acting mm-hmm. but i don't realistically i don't think she's gonna get a nomination yeah i think i don't know who will but it, it seems i mean it's just like every other part of the entertainment business is probably fucking cesspool and super political and yeah i think horror movies especially million dollar horror movies in a lot of cases just don't have that kind of pull that's necessary i think a24 is one of the best working you know movie houses yeah and maybe they would invest in something like that in terms of because it's really an investment on the part of the actors and the you know the people who worked on the film and then the whole film community of like which movies are we going to like submit for nomination and try to really make a campaign out of you know what i mean yeah um so i don't know how all that works but fuck i mean 
yeah, that's definitely up there for me for one of the strongest performances I've seen this year. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's a shame. Um, I can almost guarantee that it won't that ever she's happen. not gonna win. But yeah, well, know. no, it won't even happen with the nomination. I don't think. But right, right, right. But uh, man, what a shame. Yeah, she was fucking great. I would, uh, I would say, how would I rate this? How would you rate this? For me, um, you've seen now both in quick succession. You, yeah, I think I don't remember how far we went on. To, uh, I don't remember what I gave X, but I want to say right now I would give X like a four and a half, like mm. as one of my contenders of high like praise, the best movie I've seen this year. Well, up there with the best movies I've seen this year. This one, um, I did like. I was, I, I really looking forward to this one. I would have to go a little bit lower and say like a three to three and a half, somewhere in there. Um, there were some some of the executions a little bit different, almost stark. Whenever you compare the two, like the the differences, I think that's interesting. But I'm I'm, it almost did a disservice that I saw like mm. the better movie first because I'm like, oh man, like that first one was so good. You know, it's like it's almost Maybe like the it's sophomore just that we had slump no or something. idea what to expect. Yeah, with X. and in like we it, had no preconceived notions of it. Yeah, I I almost compare it to like a band putting out like a really good first album, and then you know like the Strokes or something. You're like, wow, that's so amazingly different. And then mm-hmm. like their second album, they just it's, get panned by critics. Like, oh, it's like the same thing as the first. But it sounds great. Still, it's just like maybe not as uh, a revelation, not as much. Right, right. Um, as the I don't first even one. know if that's a good example because this is like well, I think totally I, I know exactly what you're saying. The first one was just so strong, like straight out of the gate. I'm like, man, I like really like that one. Yeah. Um, but no, I would definitely watch this again, and I would recommend it uh, as well. So I, if I, you go 4.5 on I think I go like 3.5 for this one. What? Only 3.5? Would wow. you give it higher? I don't know. I might. I'm thinking about it. Um, what would I rate this? I would say at least a 3.5. I think on the basis of her performance, her fucking co-writing, um, her executive production... Fuck, I just think uh, Mia Goth is so, so uh, locked in in this. That really pulled it together for me. There were times, though, where it did kind of... My interest was, like, a little bit waning at certain times, just, like, with certain lengths of cuts. Yeah. Like, there's the sequence where she's um, auditioning for the uh, local dance troupe or whatever, and all the girls are waiting. and, And, I mean, it was a fairly, you know, it was a... Five or so minute sequence from her going up from the back chair to the front of the line and then eventually into the place. It was like the movie felt like that in a lot of ways where it was a lot of um, setup and maybe more felt more deliberate than the first film. But the pacing a little bit for me, that was like my only gripe. Yeah. So would I go for, I don't know, maybe if we could do halves, I would say right now, only having seen it for the first time, I would say like, man. I don't know. I might go four just because of her fucking performance. Though. Yeah, I would say three point five to four in that in that range. I need to see it one more time, but I think Mia Goth's performance is pretty transformative. I mean, just dialed in. Yeah, and know. she definitely embodies that character. I, Beautiful you know. fucking uh, sh- acting. You know, just yeah, amazing. I I could see this being like a new 
like a new iconic horror thing, you know. I'm I'm always like for a cult classic. Yeah, I'm always curious like what what horror movies are gonna last and which ones like aren't. You know, you you kind of see the same properties uh, around like Halloween time. You know, you see the same costumes at the store or whatever. Uh, I'm always wondering like you know what's gonna be like the next big right. big big thing or whatever. And I could see this like being up there, being like you know something that people look look at like you know for this time period being like a standout yeah a standout film. i hope so man I, th- I think it just depends on if people actually get out and go and see it because i think there is something there um yeah i would say 3.5 to 4 i feel comfortable with that i'm i'm curious to see uh what's next i know uh they just announced uh maxine which I is didn't gonna even be see that. so it's gonna be the third in this yes. uh he is the director, screenwriter, trilogy. and producer. Again, he also, T.I. West, I noted that he edited this movie as well, which uh, is not super common. Yeah. A lot of people, I don't think, understand what direction actually means, and they think they're the person making all those cuts and shit. Right. But, like, most of the time, directors work with editors, you know, sometimes yeah, for long yeah. periods of time with one editor. And I was, I'm fucking impressed by this dude. Making million-dollar movies... Um, well, maybe that's why he was the editor. Maybe it had a lower budget than... But it uh, looks great. It, I mean, the pacing was a little bit... Uh, on this one, it, was, it wasn't my as as strong to me as an X, but um, still, I mean, solid, solid and fucking amazing that he did that. But yeah, tell me about Maxine. Um, I don't know much. They they I don't know if the teaser was at the end of the credits, uh, sort of like how Pearl was for X. I'm not a person that stays and watches uh, the credits. Me neither, man. Um, but I saw this online like the next day, so I assume maybe it was there. But this one's just kind of a shot of like the Hollywood Hills instead of like the Hollywood sign. It just says Maxine. So you get the... But with three X's, so we yeah. know she's about to get her, her I'm, porno on. Yeah, I'm assuming it's set probably... Uh, if the first one is in the late 70s, this one's got to be in the 80s probably. And I guess she makes her yes. way. 1980s Los Angeles. She is the sole survivor who continues her journey towards fame. Yeah. So it out to we'll, we'll it see what works. happens. Uh, I'm curious, though. It might not even be a horror movie. No, it says it's a horror movie right there. I'm but. curious as well. I mean, he's won me over, man. I'm impressed. Yeah, I am too. I'm, I'm... And she's just fucking good, dude. And how interesting too to like base your trilogy off this one. She's back. One actress to say like, oh, you're gonna play, you're gonna play two characters in the original one, and then we're gonna make a prequel, you know, four X where you're the star, you're the the right. title star of that, and then we're gonna make a sequel to X where you're also the title star of that, but playing Love a it. different character. It's it's interesting. And she does have such a striking look she has mm-hmm. such a striking presence on screen and like even in the other movies i've seen her in i really like uh Su- suspiria the remake i yeah. fucking you know we i know we ha- <laughs> we went to some odds about <laughs> that but uh man every time i've seen her in anything i'm fucking i'm uh i'm into it i'm impressed so i would i'm excited to see maxine i'm excited to see her show up again you know yeah i am too i feel like it's a you know it's a journey <laughs> I'm there for it. <laughs> the, the, this depraved, horrific <laughs> journey of uh, seeking fame and stardom, and yeah, but in a world of Halloween sequels and a billion Star Wars shows and movies and all this, the other devil bullshit, you pray for, yeah, and uh, uh, is that that new? It's a new like uh, kind of um, possession film. Yeah, I couldn't remember the name. It of It looks horrible. 
It looks like Horror. a joke. Yeah. It, it almost looks like a, a scary... Remember when scary movies used to come out and they would like parody whatever like horror it looks like a parody of like the a, same demon that infested my mother is infesting that child and it's just like what is this dude demon possession i just feel like doesn't really belong in current day that's not something that we're like as scared of now as like we were in the 70s yeah what an interesting way to frame horror about like things that actually fucking matter like aging or like your place in the world, or like you yeah. know, just or kind you of. You might not ever be more than what you are now. Fucking, Dude, like, this might be it for you. Yeah, like I that's think truly horrifying. That is horror. That, but and, but man, it's just it it does pull you in. It does feel unique, and hopefully, yeah, in several years, this is celebrated as a movie kind of of this time because. Yeah, dude, those movies are a fucking dime a dozen. Uh, just seeing the new Halloween trailer, just like I'm pretty sure. In one of these new horror trailers that I've seen several times in the last, as we've been going more, like people's teeth get nick, knocked out and shit like that. It's just like this. That's how they're selling the movie. Is like the kill kill scenes and kill shots and stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, man, I'm just kind of like over that approach. I think this is so much more interesting. Um, I highly recommend this one. What do we got coming down the? I'm sure we have, will actually review that dreadful mess that will be the new Halloween movie. But I'm what else? pumped. I can't wait for you to have to watch that. <laughs> yeah, I'm more excited through. about you having to sit through it <laughs> than like what the movie is actually going to be. Yeah, savor that suffering. <laughs> um, I really want to see Amsterdam. I'm like yep. really, really pumped for that one. New David O. Russell. Uh, yeah, and then what else? There's another film, Margot Robbie's in um, Babylon. Uh, I want to see that as well. I think that was with Brad Pitt, and it's like another crazy cast. Okay. I think that's actually Damien Chazelle, the guy who made Whiplash and uh, Oh, really? And La La Land. I think that's his film. That's oh, coming out soon. Okay. Um, what else? This is award season. I'm, I I know so many fucking more movies that I'm I'm trying to see soon, but they're just not popping into my head. Um, well, definitely the horror thing is about to be among uh, upon us. This yeah, the horror season. I, man, I've seen a lot of like. Uh, trailers and stuff for horror movies, but none of them are really like grabbing my interest. Like, there's a there's a Jeffrey Dahmer movie coming out with Evan Peters, that guy from uh, American Horror Story, and I just think it's odd. Yeah, I'm know. just kind of like, I yeah, know, I want to see something that. new, man. Yeah, I want to see already... something fucking new, like. The fact that movies like Elvis are still being made, it's just like, what and they're is still in this? theaters. That got a longer run than than that, like almost anything this year. That's exactly what I mean. I'm excited to see Moon Age Daydream, the new uh, oh, David Bowie yeah. documentary. I'm like super excited to see that. It just got a more wide release because before it was just at a handful of theaters. What else is coming down the gate? Because I'm, I'm looking at coming soon here. Coming um, soon to AMC. Smile looks like I would see it. I think it's not going to be very good. Amsterdam's coming out. Um, <laughs> That's your review. Smile. Pray for the devil looks like dog shit, but maybe we'll review it just for fun. Um, we gotta gotta throw in uh, some some baddies every now and then. I don't know, then. man. Some of these are not uh, jumping out at me. I don't see the what uh, I was. Are you not psyched for thinking. Clerks Three? I don't know. I'm not. Kevin Smith lost me a couple films ago. Yeah, this well, isn't looking good for what's coming down yeah, the line a, right that's now. That's what I mean. I don't so, know what I'm I'm seeing here. I thought there was more dramas. Uh, I thought I was going to see some more like award contenders. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing. Nope, it. there's Jeepers Creepers Reborn and Halloween 15. Plenty of god awful horror <laughs> films just coming down the line. 
Yeah. But I like that we've been talking about these unique approaches. Uh, and I think horror is uniquely positioned right now. It's just funny because all these guys who are making original films are, are working in this format. And I'm I'm enjoying this moment that we're having with more interesting horror films. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think we saw I think we saw two good ones in a row. I mean, Barbarian was was also quite strong. I would almost tie that with that. I I really can't tell which one I like more than mm. that. Those are, those are both really good. But that is tough. I I think those are yeah neck and neck right there. Yeah, I almost don't even want to pick one. They're they're both so good. But uh. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure what else is coming down the line, but I guess... We will get out there, hopefully see you out there at the theater. Uh, I think we did it. Yeah, yeah. This is John. This is Sean. This is Movie Night with, with John, John and Sean. Sean. <laughs>